This is a GRDC podcast. An outcome of the Tactical Wheat Agronomy for Western Australia Research Project has challenged conventional thinking about when to apply nitrogen. Hello, I'm Tony Crowley. Meriden-based research scientist with the state's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development, Dion Nickel, worked on a tactical nitrogen agronomy component of the project. Findings from the nitrogen work indicated N applications based on environmental conditions can provide opportunities that might otherwise be overlooked. Deb Bishop caught up with Dion Nickel as growers were starting to sow this season's wheat crop. Okay, so we're just north of Meriden um, in the eastern wheat belt of Western Australia and uh, some people are starting to sow some early options uh, following a lot of rainfall in February and March but uh, with a lot of, a lot of uh, variation between our opportunities for getting crops established in a way and looking at the, the season's potential, uh, the nitrogen decision is often the tricky one. It's quite a dynamic uh, problem anyway and it's a, it's a, a perennial challenge to be choosing the right rate. Um, so what, what we did as part of the Technical Wheat Agronomy um, uh, program uh, funded by GRDC and DPIRD was to look at uh, what really our critical windows are for the current wheat varieties uh, for, for chasing that season potential and managing our, our yield and quality. So when sowing wheat, what did the three years of trialling identify was the main challenge when it comes to the tactical application of nitrogen? Well, first of all, it was choosing a responsive site for that particular research question, which, um, you know, if we choose our lighter soils with no legume history, that's a, that's a pretty sure bet. But then when it comes to the actual uh, in-season conditions, the, the conditions are the, are the big challenge. Uh, prolonged dry spells and things like that can impair your nitrogen uptake. Uh, but generally speaking, outside of that, the nitrogen timing response was, was generally quite flat, um, as in there was no real penalty for deferring your nitrogen for yield. Uh, but then we got the bonus of getting the additional protein as nitrogen was deferred. And so when we're talking about late, we're not talking booting or, or post-head emergence. We are talking you know, late tillering to sort of middle stem elongation, so looking at getting up to when the flag first starts to emerge. So within that time, we're also looking at a situation where we're not fertilising purely for protein, we're chasing yield, and we happen to get the protein as a bonus while we're getting that yield response. If WA grain growers typically face dry conditions at sowing, does that have an influence on the use of starter nitrogen? So the use of starter nitrogen is a, is a, is a perennial uh, recurring theme in a lot of, lot of agronomists' um, discussions and it's it's one that's also an international question um, just just to digress for a second you know in a, a French program did a did a very large meta-analysis of all their, their nitrogen work and actually found that even a, a slight nitrogen deficiency was actually favorable for yield and protein in their very high yield potential environments so you know there's a rethink happening a lot of in a lot of parts of the world for, for nitrogen timing uh, but the big overall aspect is, is the conditions of when you get it out. When it comes to the, in Western Australia, we're pushing our seeding times earlier and earlier. And it's, it's harder to determine you, when it's actually going to germinate and what the yield potential is going to be and things like that. So the opportunity to defer starts meaning that we're not compromising potential uh, while we chase those high, the earlier sowing opportunities. 
Did you identify the advantages or the consequences that might result from deferring an application of nitrogen? So out of deferring, the, the opportunity is you can better assess the crop status for nitrogen. So actually how sufficient or deficient the crops are and compare your paddocks. Uh, and there's also the opportunity to determine how the, how the season's tracking for yield potential. Uh, ge generally speaking, those, those conditions about what's good or bad for nitrogen, uh, you know, <laughs> anything that's going to drive your yield potential up is also going to allow good nitrogen uptake. So given the local environment drives results, how would you suggest a grower integrate these outcomes, for example, into their own nitrogen fertiliser management tactics? So it's really been able to chase the season, I guess, and, and so most growers will have a nitrogen budget around what they're going to start up with, and, and, and so that's really um, given a, a, a sort of an, a, an average, up to an average year, you might have a certain amount of nitrogen that you'll generally be applying to your wheat crop. But then as the, the potential of that season goes beyond that, that's when you, you'll be looking at your additional fertiliser application. I guess the benefit of the timing aspect that we've covered here is that even having quite a severe deficiency early and even up until uh, you know, stem elongation actually had, had very little um, penalty in yield. So the, the benefit of a lot of areas are is that potentially they can, they can potentially ease their way into the season with, with less nitrogen and then um, go that bit stronger once they're, once they're certain about the response they're getting. So how should the timing of late applications of nitrogen be interpreted by a grower? You were saying earlier to me that uh, it could go up to mid-August, moisture permitting, of course. Yeah, so one of the addictions of all agronomists is to base everything off a Zadok score, but one of the challenges is, is those Zadok scores are never at the same time in that environment. And so what I mean by that is that, um, you know, when we say we can wait until Z33 or Z37 to say getting a third node on the stem, main stem or getting the flag emergence, it's not necessarily you'd target that, it's that, that's what the stage that we targeted in those research questions, but considering the environmental conditions over, over arch, what's actually going to, be, what's actually going to succeed, um, in a late sowing crop that, that development stage is potentially able to fall into conditions that are quite risky for getting good nitrogen uptake. So in terms of interpreting it for growers, it's more about the fact that um, the environmental conditions will, will be the biggest driver of getting good nitrogen uptake and good, good conversion. Um, they don't necessarily have to be early, but you need to adjust with what your environment often gives you to work with in terms of knowing, you know, if you've got a, a, a risk of having um, a, period, a significant period of time with no rainfall, you, you're not likely to get the nitrogen uptake into the crop in that time. So for higher rainfall areas, their windows actually wider and lower rainfall, you'll start bringing the, the cutoff time a little bit earlier. Upfront nitrogen always uh, results in the best looking crops early on, yet uh, this research is also so showing that wheat crops in the trials actually yielded more from later applications of nitrogen. So what are the project's findings telling us is possible? So there's been a lot of experiments around canopy management and things like that for this phenomenon where the, bigger, the, the, the biggest uh, looking canopies and all the rest come from, from high rates of nitrogen applied up front. Um, however, you know, the water expenditure and all the other trade-offs uh, are there to, to throw up a bit of uncertainty. But the reality is, is that the way wheat grows, even though it's a very determinant plant, it can respond in those uh, later applications to still come home with the additional dry matter and the additional yield potential, uh, as well as the bonus in quality. In some environments we had uh, um, 
for example, at Grass Patch on Samplain down there, we would have uh, a benefit in yield um, consistently over three years where, where the, um, the yield was higher uh, following the deferring rather than up front. And so uh, potentially it may be issues around leaching or other factors where you start getting a penalty out of applying most of your nitrogen early. Um, however, those, those early, early uh, nitrogen applications still look the best and um, crops, uh, I guess growers probably need to calibrate some of their observations about what, what ends up delivering the yield and the protein rather than what looks the best. Crop validation, I know you're a big fan of that, so where, where to now in respect of that, Dion? Well, well I guess it, it's, it's a hard challenge. All growers face a, a, a lot of variability across the farm uh, and across the seasons and measuring uh, success of, of management decisions is, is a challenge. Um, obviously we see a lot of technology coming into the sphere in our industry and there's, there's likely to be some significant improvements on that but I think growers in the meantime uh, that are able to use you know yield monitoring and other factors I mean it's as simple as as making sure that when you do your later application you have a nil strip somewhere to calibrate against you know you, you can you can build the controls in to your management decisions, that way you can actually measure your return on investment as you go. Do you expect to see more growers taking up an option of late application on the back of this research? Uh, we've had some positive responses from growers around this, around having that additional confidence to chase the season. Um, and it's also that confidence because of the, the, the realities of, of, of life and in the industry is sometimes uh, as the season improves, everybody wants the nitrogen and everyone wants to purchase that extra urea and so we can often run into shortages or delays in getting it. And so after that delay, you know, people, people are really keen to know, are we, are we still going to be able to get a good return on investment from applying now? And so, you know, we've, we've linked to a few growers at several sites and, and, and they, were, they were able to demonstrate that they could get the nitrogen out at that time and still get the benefit. So the, the confidence is, is growing in that area. It's just always being able to get data alongside it because those late applications aren't always uh, showy crops, but they yield better. Dion, thanks a lot for talking to us today. Thank you. Dion Nickel, research scientist with WA's Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development. And he was talking to Deb Bishop. This has been a GRDC podcast. I'm Tony Crowley. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.